partially in. I think we're, are we, we're I think alive. we're live. We're so live. So, so <laughs> Welcome to The Solution, a real estate podcast where Jeff Seabock, Phil Sexton, we are talking to real estate agents. We are talking about real estate content and we wrap it all around how now it's time to focus the conversation about consumers and talk to agents that are putting the consumer first. And we are on a rising star series. And right now we have a rising, rising. Yeah, star. no, he's on a rising. When we were chip. asking him for his team numbers, he said, well, year to date, he's at 30 million. And we said, well, how much did you do last year? He's like, I don't know. I just, I just started the team. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But maybe cause it was like, you know, 17 million of his own production last year to 30 million still. Pretty outstanding. Pretty outstanding. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome Blake Clark to the show. Yay! That, that is the studio audience going wild. Thanks, guys. Yes. You guys are good. So, uh, <laughs> not, all right. Good deal. So, where? All right, so, what part of town do you work in? Queen Creek. Queen Creek. Yeah, Gilbert, Chandler, Far East Valley. That's where yeah. we spend a lot of time at. Yeah. Awesome. And you're you're with you've been with HomeSmart for about a year now. HomeSmart a year ago this month actually. Yeah, October of last year, right after Halloween. Yeah. So maybe why did you choose why did you choose brokerage or recently make a change? This is gonna sound crazy. <laughs> so uh, my old brokerage I started his name was Rick Ashby. Uh, really good guy Ashby Realty Group small small guy really successful in what he's doing he's been doing it a long time he took me under his wing and mentored me when I got into the business he's he's a really good guy I learned a ton from him uh, but because he was small he, there was no teams there at all um, so it was it worked out great for me individually as an agent it was good and he taught me everything and then uh, when the team thing came about which we can talk about I, I it was completely unintentional it was actually forced on by my wife <laughs> but I went to him and said hey um you know I, I want to start a team and he, he was a little hesitant he didn't have anybody we, honestly like neither one of us knew what the heck we were doing I'm just like it wasn't like I could go to my broker and say hey how do how do you how do these other guys structure teams he was just like whatever we'll roll with it we started getting busy and he was actually heading into retirement he's getting ready to retire actually right now his house sold and he's moving in two weeks up to snowflake good for him uh, like yeah all kind of working towards that right good now. guy like dude is just i'm still really good friends with him just really good guy but it just got to the point where um he was he was going this way and i was going this way and so we just had to switch brokerages to a place that was willing to accept my team to want to grow and uh, open up doors and possibilities for us so it was a tough move, nice i had to really think about it was there so, anyone in particular over at home smart that you gravitate to to learn it or you just knew that they because they got five thousand agents i was in well, <laughs> i was in queen creek and the broker stephanie she's my broker uh, stephanie sandoval she's my broker she called me for like two years she was trying to get me to go over there oh nice and i was a loyal guy i was like no i'm not going anywhere i'm staying with my rick he's a good yeah. guy um and it just was like the right place right time like we had a talk with him my broker rick's like i'm you know slowing down into retirement and this is what i'm doing and like her ears must have been ringing it was the craziest thing she called me like that day still have a spot for you if you want to come over i was like you know what and timing is everything yeah. right when did, you, when did you get your license or when i got my license four years ago four years ago yeah awesome Four years ago. So let me just give you an idea of the volume of business that you do, because a lot of our listeners don't know you, right? So yeah. you get your license four years ago, which was 2016. Yeah. In 2017, which arguably was your first full year in the business, yeah. you did 10.8 million. Yeah. That's why he's on the Rising Star Series. I'm just that's the, hot. Yeah, that's for a dramatic effect. Oh. A lot of agents that are first full year in the business are trying to get are trying to get a fraction of that, right? Yeah. So well done. And then the next year after that, the last year. 
you did 17.7 million all by yourself. And now you've done 17, like your own business is 17 million year to date. Right. Yeah. And we still have another quarter to close out here. Right. So what is it like, how are you, how'd you do it? What is your, why, why are you different than all the other agents that aren't able to hit those numbers? Man, that's a tough question. <laughs> um, what did you focus on the early? You know, years? so when I first came out, I, I, uh, I, it was one of those things I think like every other agent, like, what do we do? Right. We all have this identity. We think we need to have, you know, like dress up, suit, tie, look real nice and professional, which there is a need for that. Um, and I, and I, I mean, well, there's, I mean, I mean, there, well, there's what I mean is there's clients that they want that they want that professional look, which is fine. You know? And then I was that guy that I didn't like anybody else. I didn't have any business. I'm like, man, what do I share on Facebook? I don't have a listing. And, I was sharing uh, a lot of my broker's listings, Rick, uh, you know, at that time, he's like, hey, you could open house mine. And he's been in the business 21 years. And what I had to find was he's older than I am. You know, he's, uh, don't kill me. He's like in his 50s. <laughs> I don't know if you've been older than that, but um, he, so I was sharing his listings. These are all four or $500,000 listings. And, uh, you know, I did that for a few months and I just wasn't gaining traction. I'm like, you know, and then I really like one day just clicked in my head. I'm like, you know, who's. Who do I know? Like, who's my sphere of influence? Realistically, who's going to buy a house? I mean, it's a lot of my friends. And at that time, I was 29, I think. I'm 34 now. So I'm like, realistically, these guys are buying their first houses. They're still renting homes and stuff like that. So I changed, okay, well, what homes am I going to put in front of these people? What does it look right, like? Right, like, you're putting stuff that was the second yeah, it looks home cool. or third home. Yeah, tons yeah. of likes. They're right, like, yeah. oh, that's awesome. Look at that beautiful half a million dollar right. home. Someday. Realistically, <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so no, a bunch what, of some What days. they think is, man, Blake does all those high-end houses. There's no way he's going to want my business. Yeah, well, and I think right going into it, I'm like, man, it'd be awesome to sell half a million, million dollar homes all the time. Great. Everybody, you know, you watch million dollar listing. It's so cool, blah, blah, blah. Well, I'm just going to show, like I did, I think 60 something sales last year, I think when they hit that 17.7 and I did more than some people I know that sell exclusively luxury listings, you know, some might argue I do more work than which I probably do on the sell on many transactions, but realistically, that's where my, we're still is. impressed. Don't worry. Yeah. 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 <laughs> which realistic. Well, just, there's not a whole ton of those homes, <laughs> but realistically, uh, yeah, my sphere of influence, people that know me, people I hang out with, I just started marketing to their price point and what their situation was. So a lot of them were moving in from my first year in real estate from rentals into their first homes. Now as my careers uh, kind of started to grow, now I'm marketing to people that own a home because that's a lot of my friends own homes now at my age group and selling that first home, cashing out the equity, rolling it into a second home or buying investment properties. I do active investing. So I found a lot of people come to me for that, looking at, you know, what do you look for in rentals? And so just, uh, so you're saying your sphere, did you go to high school in Arizona? Uh, I did. I was born and raised in Las Vegas, but everybody's going to laugh. I actually graduated high school in Maricopa. Nice. Okay. Back in 03, there's 33 kids in my graduating class. Shout out to 03. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, the way that we talk about that is that you're in the top 50. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> Graduated third out of 30. Um, but, you know, I, no, I, I think part of it is I'm, a, I'm just a people person. I like people. I like to have fun. I go out like we were talking about. I take my boat out and uh, I got, I'm a car guy. I'm just a normal guy. And I think, but I'm really good at, uh, I like business. That's the thing for me that's helped is I'm just really good at crunching numbers, finding good deals. Like this is a good deal. Fix it up, flip it. Like I've just got an extreme passion for making money in real estate. And I think people just kind of gravitated towards me. I don't. So were you marketing on social media? Were you doing open houses? I social mean, media. Social media. Did you have? So I tried the I'm door hangers, it... by the way, and it doesn't, didn't work for me. Everybody tells me that. And I just, I was so mad. I paid for like, I remember when I started in the business, everybody's like, my old broker, sorry, 
Rick. <laughs> he's, he's old school. He doesn't do social media. This is another struggle sure. I faced because he, he got into the business before it was around and he had built his business. So he already had his reoccurring business coming in. He'd never, you go to the guy's Facebook profile right now. I don't think he even has a single house ever posted, <laughs> which makes me frustrated because he would just crush me every month when he did zero marketing. <laughs> so it's hard for me as a new agent. Um, but it was one of those things where like, yeah, like, what do I do? Like, oh yeah, send out mailers. And I did that. I bought 10,000 mailers and I got one call from somebody who was mad that the mailer guy stepped on their lawn. I was like, I'm <laughs> done with that. <laughs> so I've just found social media to be uh, really good for me personally. Um, 10,000 at one time. Yeah. Yeah, like, I didn't is do. That I the, paid is that the whole town of Queen Creek? Yeah, and Maricopa combined. I hit like the <laughs> five biggest neighborhoods. Out yeah, there. I was like, I'm just sitting by my following for calls, and it just didn't happen. I was like, this is crazy. So I don't do that anymore. So let's right. try something different. So when you say social media, what are you talking about? Facebook, Instagram. I, but I share a lot of like I'm really big on just being authentic. Me, flat bill hat, vans. Like I, you'll see me in a suit and tie. I will wear them here and there. But I just I'm a normal guy. I like to go out. I like to just chalk business with people, you know, like to set up shop and talk to them about that kind of stuff. And so it's worked out for social. I share the wins and I share the losses, right? I don't share some glamorous life that I live or whatever. I'll go out. Like I just shared, we had a deal that fell out of escrow three times last over the last three months. And it was only $150,000 house. So you can imagine what our commission was on that. And we stuck through that sucker for four. <laughs> Everything yeah. that could have ever gone wrong with the deal was that. Right. House. So you're like and, recording yeah. like live videos yeah. talking about yeah, it. Yeah, I shared it like from top to bottom. Here's why I fell out of escrow the first time. The second, like I'm completely transparent. Like I don't try to fake real estate, make it sound Are like you it's using easy. the stories, Facebook stories? Instagram do? stories, Facebook stories, posts. And I'm really just consistent with marketing. Like if anybody wants to follow me, just Blake Clark on Facebook and Blake sells AZ on Instagram. You guys will see what I'm talking about. I'm just really I share my team. We have a lot of fun. I make them do a lot of really ridiculous team building activities in my group. So I think it's just easy for people to relate to me. A lot of people meet me in person and they're like, yeah, you're exactly who we thought you were on social media in person. Same guy. I don't pretend to be anything different. If you uh, like me, cool. If you don't, you don't. Yeah. Hold on, awesome. hold on. All right. He said they do a lot of ridiculous team building yeah. activities. So yeah. let's hear it. Let's hear it. Uh, one we just one so one we just recently did uh, that we came up with. I basically got a stack of paper and I put it on the desk, and I had them break up into groups of three, and they basically had to try to sandwich as many pieces of paper between each other's bodies. So one person would place the paper, and the other two people had to get in whatever position and try to get whoever could get the most pieces of paper between their entire body touching. Uh, without having the papers touch each other and they couldn't use their hands they couldn't hold it it's so like face to face chested like everything you know super <laughs> close it's pretty interesting and so then i mean obviously that just sounds like it's made for social media yeah yeah it's, yeah. it's yeah. ridiculous yeah yeah we nice. did that how much how, <laughs> many, how many team members we're up to 13 now wow 13 team members mm -hmm. so what was the most pieces of paper that two people could hold? 38 30 without the paper touching, without touching. Yeah. How big I'm were the pieces of paper? Regular uh, eight by twelve. I thought you were saying how big were the people? Right? Yeah. Like six four. No. <laughs> oh, these are these are girls on my team. Actually, my team's predominantly women, not even by design. So I don't ever I don't ever recruit on my team. Like I think I think last week was the first time I ever put a post out that we were actually opening up just because we do get a lot of needs. And but uh, before that, back to the whole point, my team I never wanted one, so it's always people reaching out to me like, "Hey, will you mentor me?" And, for the longest time, I resisted it until I had one lady uh, who we could talk about a little bit. Uh, it was extremely persistent, and that's where the team started as a recur. So, awesome. yeah. All right. So you actually talked about before real estate, you were leading teams. Yeah. So even though you got into real estate, you weren't interested in it. You had a little bit of a background of it, right? So, yep. And you were mentioning, like, uh, 
we, we, we joked about how agents, they think like this team thing sounds more glamorous than it is. Right. right? Like running a team right. is actually not the same thing as just being a real estate agent and selling houses. Right. It's a different skill set. It's a different business. Right. So how come it works for you? Like what are things that you do to run a team for those agents that are out there that are like, I want a team. Why did you even start a team? I didn't even want to start. <laughs> so um, I'll, background, I got really busy year three, 17.7. And to give another background, I run two other businesses, online sales outside of real estate, which I was doing before real estate. On top of that, freelance marketing for a couple of doctor's offices um, as I got into real estate. So I was just, I'm one of those guys that's Chuck kind of and driving. Yeah. Who's your inspiration for that? <sighs> growing up super poor <laughs> just honestly I grew yeah up, grew up really really yeah really but poor. are you like a gary v fan or anything like that andrew frisella and andrew Fris andy frisella with first form mf ceo nice look at probably best MF CEO. Yeah. yeah 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 so um he's got i'm sorry to and that was yeah that's not safe for work mother oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay um so i got really busy um great making a you know, crap ton of money and everything, but just the time wasn't there. It was just 24 seven, go, 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 go. Didn't have a transaction coordinator, had nothing. Like it was just me and my wife and I just basically, she sat down one day and was like, this kind of sucks, you know, making a crap ton of money, but you're never here for the kids, never here for the family. And so I said, yep, that's just what happens when you get busy. Like this it is, you know, always my personality. Um, she, my, my, both my daughters. She I, loved that answer. Yeah. I have three kids. <laughs> well, her and I, like she got with me when I didn't make a whole lot of money. I was like, I'm, bad spot in life and she supported me through that so um she stuck with me regardless so it was just one of those things that she's seen me transition into getting busier and busier uh but it got to the it makes point it easier like when you bring a lot of cash home huh? yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly so she uh so with that being said this both of our daughters do competitive cheer i have three kids total a son and two daughters my oldest and my youngest do competitive cheer so I sent my right, wife. Tell us how old they are. We got to talk about the kids. Got to talk about the kids. So yeah. my daughter's 11, son's 10, and my youngest is five. 11, 10, 5. Yeah. And five, nice. and uh, five and 11 do competitive cheer? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Traveling. So, traveling? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. You mean like outside of the valley? Yeah. We go to Vegas, California. We went to Florida World Finals year before. The five year old or the 11 year old? 11 year old. Five year old. My daughter was five year old by default goes though because like her team competes one. That was the They're the cute ones, the five year olds out there doing their thing. My daughter went to Florida two years ago too. They might have been there together. She was cheered for a high school team. Probably. Yeah. Disney World? Yeah. Dude, that was a lot of estrogen in one building. Yes. <laughs> I kind of told myself I wouldn't do that again. So, um, so I, I sent my wife to real estate school. I was like, you know what? You go to school, get your license that way. If I'm out showing whatever, you could just help out, like just be an extra set of hands sure. with this. Well, no she doubt. Pulled, she pulled the old switcheroo. She met a lady named Tween, who is now my team lead. Uh, Tween's daughter's cheer. Hold on a second. You're not the team lead. Well, you, 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 I structure my team very differently. You guys are here how I run this and how it is. And it's just probably. I'm excited. Good, this so. is going to be good. Um, so Talene and uh, his daughter cheered on the same team as my wife's. Apparently they didn't really know each other. I don't even know how it's possible. How's that possible? I don't know, but they did. <laughs> but they recognized each other in real estate school. They're like, hey, we know each other from the cheer gym, whatever. And then uh, Talene's like. You're like, like, we're there all the time together. Like, right. <laughs> yeah, like, right. Like, so. 
uh, Talene just got a real estate license and, you know, was like, yeah, I'm looking to get started. My wife's like, oh, it's perfect. My husband needs somebody to help him. So I tried to swap her out. Even though I sent my wife to get her license, she's like, I'm going to just send this lady to go help her. Right. Yeah, smart. very smart. smart. So I said, absolutely not. I'm not helping anybody. I'm just like, I want to be on my own. I'm done working. You know, I ran teams in corporate America before. I was like, I just like doing my own thing, I like being self-employed. I don't want to be responsible for anybody else's success in this business because I knew it was just hard, you know. Um, and Talene followed up and I said, nope, absolutely not. And then finally, like when a cheer event at my house, Talene came because her daughter was there. Like and she just came and sat in my office and was like, this is, I want you to mentor me and coach me. And I was like, oh, man, all right, we'll give this a shot. Turned out amazing. Like she's a hardworking lady. Like she's killing it. I think she did like four mil her first year out or something. Nice. She's on track to do eight this year. So, um, so I, I brought her on did really good. She handled a lot of the buyers. I was doing a lot of the listings and then it turned into another person, uh, reached out. I think it was a lady. She's not with my team anymore. Her name is Caitlin. And then her friend, Caitlin, uh, Colifer, who's with me now, she was my third team. And it's just grown. It's just everybody shoots me a DM. And so with our team, my philosophy was, it's very different. I know some people start teams, uh, to kind of just grow out from a financial standpoint. Mine was more there's never anything I'm ever going to put on a piece of paper or send you in a DM that's going to help you be successful in this business. Part of it, in my opinion, is personality. Like if you're not, a, if you don't like people and you're not good at business, you're probably not going to be good at real estate. As you guys know, that's just my philosophy on it. I'll never send you a DM. If people ask me, Hey, what do you do? It's successful. Here you go. This is all I do. Go be successful. It's you have to role model and, and just watch what I do and watch the kind of person that I am. See my day-to-day -day habits in my interactions with people and how I handle things and then put your own twist on it and you'll probably be successful. So it was more of a mentorship program is what it was. It wasn't even a team. It was like, hey, just come follow what I do. When anybody wants to join our team now, I'm a big believer. I don't make that final say. Somebody messages me. If I think for sure they're not going to be a good fit, I'll just tell them no or I won't respond to them. <laughs> If I think there's potential, I bring them After in. After you stalk them on mine. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. yeah. If you come to me and you're like, I want to join your team, like, why? You know, especially right. if you've been an agent for three years, you haven't seen success or something going on there. Is it a personal habit? Is it a lack of skills, training? Who knows what it is, you know? Could so, be many things. Could be, 100%. Could be many things. So now when people come in, I don't vote. My team votes them in. I put people on a chair in the middle of my entire team, and they round the table and uh, my team grills them one by one, ask them questions, and they get to ask my team questions, and when they leave, my team votes on it. I have no say. So my team votes people in on our team. If they're not a good fit for our culture, then they, they don't belong there. Yeah, it's exciting. It's uh, fun. It's yeah. a little like uh, Survivor-esque. Yeah. Reverse, right? reverse Survivor. Reverse Survivor. Reverse Survivor. You can all get it. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just one of those. I've just ran. Uh, and so I, when you called, you called your first hire, your team lead. Yeah. You said that your team was set up differently. Talk about that. Well, how do you have a team lead? So like which each, each one of my teams, they run it as their own business, basically. Wait um, a minute. You've got multiple teams of the 13? No, no, no. Like with my oh. team, but what I mean by with my, my team and like my, my past teams, when I've ran them, what I found the most success in is, is I never really run it as like, you're, you're with me. Like I let my team, they brand themselves. They have to use my logo, but I'm all for these guys using their own branding. The end goal for me is to get them successful enough to where they can leave at any time but they stay because they see value in what I do and my culture and who I am. Because I think what I've seen in my failing, not just in real estate in any business or any form of entrepreneurship is that people fail because of lack of motivation or self-direction or, you know, they have those hard days. And a lot of people, there's usually going to be people have a, you know, just get back up and hit it every day. And there's going to be people that need that direction. You know, not everybody's a leader. That's what it is. Yeah. So it, in real estate, so, you're, you're self-employed. I mean, that's the reality of it, you know. <laughs> so I, it's a, That's an underappreciated thing. I agree, but you, you, you set your team up to help with that then. 
right. So when yep. you say you called her the team lead, is that yep. just a motivation factor? Is that because she, you want to they all, do, they all have their own tasks. So like, for example, we just started using, like we do paid traffic, we do some CRM, but I don't do like, I don't take any paid traffic. My business is hundred percent referral based and eventually that's the goal to get them on theirs, but she'll run, uh, she runs a lot of like the lead based training, CRM management, if they need it and stuff like that. Um, but that's ultimately how we run it. I don't take crazy splits. On the so who pays leads. for the leads? I do. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you're about you're and that, we so split you're doing those. Yeah. Zillow paper. No, you said all right, you Zillow's, said paid traffic. Zillow's garbage, by the way. Just throwing that out. We're gonna be at uh, <laughs> we're gonna be at Zillow Unlock next week. We'll let you know that you think they're garbage. Yeah. We did Zillow. We've done we've done Zillow in the past. Um, just up yeah. We just got okay. So then you're doing uh, Facebook. You're doing Facebook, Instagram, Instagram, Facebook, Instagram. Yeah. A lot of what we do now. So a lot of where I coach my team at is building their brand on social media because all my business honestly comes a lot from social media. Um, I probably get three to four DMS a week and that's where a lot of my business comes from and past clients now. So, and you, you come into it. One of the things that perked my ears up is that you actually have a side business. One of your side, one of your other businesses is that you do marketing for doctor's offices. Yeah. I assume that you've taken some of those skill sets and applied them to your own business. I have. So when you talk to your, when you talk about your team and educating them, are you like sitting down doing seminars on, for your team members on how you run your ads so yeah. that they can basically mimic that? So we do training twice a week. I meet with my team. Matter of fact, tonight we get a meeting at 530. So we meet every Monday and we meet every Thursday and we go over skills training. So at 530 at night? at night, that's when they're free. A couple of them are like. We're all busy. We all do stuff during the day. So we go from 5.30 to 8 p.m. at night. That's when I meet with them. Okay. Wow. And so you do skills where you pull up your ads account or your ads? We do anything from critical thinking, skill set, like conversions to social media. Like we just hired, uh, her name's Michelle Berman with Berman Social Media. Highly recommend anybody to look into her. She's awesome. She has a full structure course on well, ultimately what I'm trying to teach these guys to get away from is paid traffic. I, I'm a firm believer, and you guys have probably know you've been in this business long enough that uh, if you build your brand up big enough, you don't need paid traffic. Like I'm 100% referral based now, and I average five to six deals a month off referrals. I don't pay for that. My team, we do do paid traffic for a lot of our newer but members. But you pay for events for the people that you get business with. We do you pay do for those. I mean, yeah, yeah. right? Like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We pay for those. They're still marketing. It's just it's, it's repeat business. As- as we interview more agents, it's funny how we all kind of talk about the thing with different use different definitions of phrases, right? Yeah. Where we have some people that have been in the business for a long time that do a ton of business and they say, well, I've never spent a dollar on marketing. Yep. Okay, well, how you define marketing might just be different than how we define marketing. 100%. Because communicating well, with our past clients, technically, is that marketing? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. It's remarketing is what it's called. Yeah, remarketing. Mm-hmm. But even like your shirt, technically, yeah. that's yeah. marketing, yeah. right? When you're wearing branded apparel. So yeah. when we talk about marketing or paid things, I just want to make sure that we're using the definitions as well so our audience can follow. Marketing is, any, in my opinion, is any form of staying in front of somebody, whether that's a past client, current client, potential client, doesn't matter, just staying in front of You don't of buy people. traffic. Uh, we do now. Yeah. For, well, so for my new agents, we do buy traffic. We do pay per click because a lot of these guys don't have any business when they start like anybody. Right. Well, a lot of these guys don't have a sphere of influence. Like I don't like, I don't even know how to say this to where it doesn't sound bad, but some people just have a huge group of friends, huge, you know, they just, they're very well connected, know a lot of people. And there's other people that are just introverts, right. That yeah. stay inside all day, no, it's just have five or six yeah. friends and they try to get into real estate and sell houses. Well, you're, you're, when you start into real estate, then your market's this big. So True. for those kind of people, they're going to need some pay. Uh, prime example. I have a lady on my team, uh, Caitlin Dellis, who just moved out here from New York. 
no friends out here, right? Like she does, she knows <laughs> nobody. She was with another team. I'm not going to name that team, but she was with that team for six months and did zero deals with these people. And she called me one day and uh, matter of uh, it was like October of last year, right? When I was kind of going into HomeSmart, she's like, listen, I've been doing real estate. Um, I just can't, I, I just, I can't gain traction. I'm doing open houses. I'm everything she told me pointed to success, but I'm like, there's just something wrong, you know? So I brought her in, we interviewed, we liked her personality. She's doing, she won the vote. She's killing it right now, killing it. And in the sole reason she didn't do well is because she just didn't have encouragement. Her previous team she was on had 50 members. She's like, every time I call, She's I can, on the team? I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> And and I don't mean it in a bad way that the team size was she on our team? No, 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 she wasn't on our team. But the point was was that she she couldn't get any help, encouragement, coaching, and then now I basically like it's just that encouragement, like hey, you're doing good. It's an affirmation, and like that's only thing she's changed. Confidence is the same, and she's killing it now. Like she's doing, oh gosh, she's already done like nine deals this year, already. Like first year in real estate, and she's got three in escrow right now. Wow, awesome! That's exciting. Congratulations for. Giving her the inspiration because yep. that's really confidence and inspiration is a is a lot to building a team. So when uh, you were talking to her about coming aboard, did you ask her uh, which animal she was? We started that after her. After her, yeah. all right. But tell us because pre-show you were talking about the animal yep. test. Yeah. Her question, I guess. This actually stemmed from I did a training for some of my other businesses. I sell product online, but we dived into just building out organizations and and uh, kind of reflected on how I hire people. Um, and so, so the way we ask people now sounds crazy, but the way we ask people when they come on their team is if they're a lion, a monkey, um, an owl or a puppy, and that's it. And you should see the looks people give us. What are you talking about? Like, why are you asking us these questions? But if you're thinking in your head right now, of each one of those animals, they all have a different personality, right? Like the lion's a go-getter, just wakes up to go out and kill and get results. And you know, that's mm-hmm. it. He doesn't, can't really be bothered with anything other than the end result. Um, then you have the monkey who's the person who you guys probably think of in your organization. He's always a jokester, always having fun. Like they get results, but ultimately they're the party. Like <clears throat> they're the people where if you guys are, you want somebody there to have a light mood, like that's the person that's right. there, right? <clears throat> and then you have the owl who's the extremely analytical one. That's the person in your organization that basically they're the ones that second guess everything. They're the ones that, you know, Hey, go out and do this. Well, what if this goes, what if, what if stop just go do you know but that's those people and then mm-hmm. you have the puppy who doesn't really matter they'll do whatever they can do they ultimately they just like to see everybody happy they're they're kind of i don't want to say yes men but they're more of they'll go any direction they don't really draw a line in the sand per se is there anyone that's not any of those four i don't think so i think there's always a form okay, of it honestly yeah. i think there you could be a little bit of two like i'm more of a lion monkey i like to mess around a lot but i'm definitely i'm definitely that guy that has a long-term vision like i know what i want i'm very results driven I don't really care about the analytical and the numbers. I'm horrible at paperwork. I'm horrible at that stuff. So I started looking at how I hire people on our team and how they all play. Because again, I wouldn't want to work with a group full of people like me because we'd be very numbers driven, but we'd be horrible at the the fine details, the pay, all that. Awful. My assistant, on the other hand, Elena, she rocks my world. She runs everything for me. Shout out. She's phenomenal at doing, she hates uh, going out and meeting people. She's just extremely, she's not a social. Does she control putting out the team agreement? Do you have a team everything. agreement? Yep. She yeah. does team agreement. She helps with contracts. She helps with collecting documents. She pays attention to every little number, every little, every little dollar that goes out in marketing. She'll call me like, hey, you spent this. Yeah, I did. You bought a soda on the business. Yeah, I did. <laughs> like She pays attention to those for me, which is great because I'm not that guy. But that's because we work so well together. She needs my personality because she doesn't like to go out and 
network and meet people, but I need her because I don't like to do the fine details type paperwork. And so we start looking at our team of how do we need people. And then on top of that, it helps us understand how to work with people better because I've learned to be more patient with somebody like her. I hate details. So mm-hmm. you guys can probably think of people right now who, if you're not a details person and they're super analytical and they second guess everything, your mind goes to, why are you even worried about this? Like, yeah. Just go do it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? In their mind, <laughs> in their <laughs> mind, name names? Yeah. <laughs> and in their this mind, <laughs> in their mind, they're the same way with you, right? They're like, how do you go out and just do all this so haphazardly without paying attention that, you know what I mean? So basically that's, it's, so once you identify that, I think it's easier to work with these people and really see their skill set. Is there an animal that you prefer to have the new agents be no. when they join? No. Or you look for one of you look for all different animals? On I honestly, look for all in of them. your zoo. I honestly, <laughs> look, I honestly look for all of them. <laughs> do lions join teams? They do. Some do. Not a lot. You're, that's a good question, actually. <laughs> it is. Some do. Um, I think when they're newer, but I think. I think they're always also going to be those people that are never stay completely on a team, right? They I mean, never I just first start at you out. and I'm like, I, I don't see Blake joining a team. I wasn't on a team. Exactly. I didn't even start on a right. team. <laughs> I mean, I also look at, I mean, you're self-proclaimed lion, right? right? So when he says there's everybody on the team, you know, there's, but, but you also described yourself as a combination of two of the animals, yeah. which actually makes them more than just four, right? And so you can have partial lions yeah. be on teams. Mm, right. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Mm. No, it's a, a different way to talk about something that's, discussed a ton in yeah. our industry right a lot of people revert to the disc test because yeah. in a sense it's the same conversation it's just four letters 100%. instead of four animals no 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 that's four letters right right yeah same yep. concept though yeah i like the animals just because it's more relatable it is you don't have to explain to somebody what a d is right high yeah. It's just, it's one of the, I don't know, it was just received better with people. Like, it's funny because they'll come into our team and we'll ask them that. And they're like, the look is always the same. They're like, why are you asking me this? And then you break it down and they're like, oh, okay. And it just yeah. helps you self-reflect. Like for me, like I look at that as a good thing. I'm like, yeah, I'm a go-getter. I like to go out and hustle. But it really makes me look at my weaknesses. Like I'm not a details person. I'm horrible at that stuff. And I, for the longest, I, for the longest time, didn't pay attention to that side of me. And Your broker de- loves that, by the way. Your yeah. broker loves you not paying attention. Yeah. To that. Like, <laughs> my, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I paid a lot of late transaction fees. <laughs> <laughs> Which is actually a You would know. Yeah. I, was, I was flat fee, but it really came out to like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, Owls, very few. Oh my gosh, man. No, no. Like that's why my transaction coordinator has a job today is because of that, honestly. But uh, so you could reduce your cost. hundred percent. I was paying the same either way. And I'm like, listen, I'm either going to pay a late fee and have to do the work or I could just pay her and not have to do the work. So let's just pay her. Not well, done. well done. Well yeah. done. No, that's true. Yeah. All right. So there's a couple other things, a couple other notes that I had. And one of them, you talked about how now you are doing listings. Yep. Right? So you, you're, you let your team take care of all the buyers for the most part, you, unless it's a personal you? friend. Unless it's what? Unless it's like a personal friend or referral. I always of have theirs? of mine, my own oh, business. Yours. Yeah. Okay. I let them run their own listings. I let them run their own buy. It's their business. Do you let them run any of your listings? I let them co-list with me and they could come to my listings. I always encourage all the new people to come tag along on a listing appointment with me. See how I do it. Do you I'm ever sure. have more than one person tag along on a listing? Yeah, we've done up to four. Oh, how's that going? Did you win? <laughs> for I did. I got it. Yeah. For friends? No. Oh, just an internet. Heck yeah. Uh, a paid lead. Heck yeah. Nice. Heck yeah. The stats Good. are the more that go, the less likely you are to win. Two yeah. is fine. That's what they say. Yeah. But Blake, you know what? You got it done. 
because here's the thing, right? It's all, well, here's the thing. It's all in how you pitch it, right? Like we've gone into these listings where I always, like I'll have Tolene with me, like my team lead. Hey, this is my team lead. By the way, I have two younger members that had joined um, with our team and they're kind of coming along. And uh, and I always pitch it as they have potential buyers that were potentially interested. So I wanted to bring them along and see if we can sell your house before it even goes on the market, which is true. We've had buyers. If I have somebody on my team that's working with somebody like that and I have a listing coming up and they're newer, I'll bring them along just to pre-screen it. We sold three houses this year that way. We'll even hit the market. Yeah. Well, uh, so God, if you could, if you just roll up with four people like an entourage, right? Like you guys all get out of the car, and like yeah, it looks weird, but synchronize it. Like yeah. You open the doors together. You close the doors. It together. helps. Yeah. I have uh-huh. to be fair. I have a lot of women on my team. They all so they're very like un. Uh, they don't look you know intimidating when they come out. Like <laughs> there's right. me, and then they're all like soft. If anything, they help my image. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so one of the things that you're talking about with listings is that you were getting beat. Yeah. And then you came out with that menu. Yep. And now you're not getting beat as much. Nope. What's the menu? The menu, <laughs> whatever anybody wants to call it. But the, the biggest thing, right, we were, you started, as we've seen in the industry, there's, it's always adapting. It's always changing as with any market you go into. But the biggest thing today is like the iBuyer market. You know, you got the Zillow's, you got the offer pads, you got the open doors, you got the wholesalers, you got so many different people uh, looking to basically get a piece of that pie in a business. Um, and you know, for me, the hardest part was when I started out in the industry, it just made no sense. I was like, why the heck would anybody ever sell their house off market at a discounted rate, whatever, you know? Uh, but then as experience gets the best of me, I'm starting to see things, you know, my second year in the business, uh, there's people, you know, there's people that are going through a divorce that just don't want to even, it's just so bad. They don't even want yeah. to do the showings. You know what I mean? It's like, we just want this. So what, what percentage of the people, what do you think is going to be the highest number? Uh, there's a guy that does a podcast. Um, it's a he's an attorney for the industry, mm-hmm. um, and he threw out an outrageous number. I won't even give you that number because I, I don't even think that's possible. But like now, it's probably in the five to seven range, maybe percent percent, percent, percent of transactions. Do do you think or any speculation? I think if it's going to go go above 10, 15, 20 percent, or do you think it's going to? I think it's going to go in a wave. To be honest with you, what I've seen this is just my personal opinion, so take it for what it's worth. But I think that the wholesaler and iBuyer market is going to cannibalize themselves personally because I've even seen it right now where they're all getting so. It's, com- it's getting so competitive with each other that I'm just over here providing service to my clients. And like, I've won tons of listings where people go in and offer cash and some of them are pretty good listings, but people still care about that uh, education and knowledge aspect uh, and top dollar. Honestly, there's still people out there that want that. And I think that people are going to get so tired of it, right? Like, people are catching on. Like we go into like the offer pads and I mean, how many, you I mean, you guys know how that, uh, that scenario goes where they offer You're a price. A lot of credit. <laughs> well, they they offer they you know they I'm talking about from the general consumer you know like it used to be like oh yeah offer pads offer me I'll throw a number 250k out but their true net on something like that is like 210 after they deduct their you know six or seven percent fee and then risk fee and they're still charging six percent commission fee you know so the true net at the bottom number I think sellers are getting more educated now they're just kind of like well yeah. wait a minute at the closing table I'm really not getting that much you know and I think that. Uh, I will say I'll give Zillow credit on this because I've done a couple of deals with Zillow on like a buy side where I like their business model where it's more of here's the number, here's the base number. Uh, matter of fact, we'll even come out and do an inspection on your property before we even put it in pen and paper just to not waste anybody's time. I like that. You know, I've, I've sold a, sold and a few homes. you sign an ER with them before Zillow comes out. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that um, if I may weigh on your, you know, on your comments that when Open Door and OfferPad and Zillow were competing without the agent being involved. Yeah. They 
it was just an offer and they were netting and it was simple and easy. Yeah. But now as you know, you're offering it and I'm offering it and Kenny Claus is offering it and everybody's yeah. offering it. Now the agents involved yep. now the the clients get to see all of the options. Yeah. It's, it's right? all about giving people because options. before they were yeah. only getting just the, just the competitor between yeah. Zillow. It's either on market or iBuyer. Like right. These two yeah. here. It's either realtor yeah. or iBuyer. Yeah. And now a realtor can be all of them. All of them. Yeah. Right. Which is what I've gone into to answer your question. Now we have cash investors lined up. So we just wholesale the deal today. I just locked one up with another uh, friend of mine who seller came to my past client. You know, they've had a home uh, family member that they wanted to sell. It's just, they just wanted, they've had it for a long time, a lot of equity renters and it didn't want to deal with it just want it gone so i passed that on to uh you know somebody's gonna basically flip it yeah so you when that. you have that conversation with with your client yep. your past client yeah you basically say all right look here's what i think the house is worth yep what number do you need that what number do you need in order to walk away yeah we have certain numbers we try to hit i mean obviously i'm what i've found has worked best for me is just be completely honest and transparent because at the end of the day like i want to lay my head down at night and know i did the right thing and not feel like i'm ripping people off and so like we put it out and we'll do a full net sheet on market minus you know the five six percent commission whatever it is uh realistically this is going to be your price you know what i mean we could do an as is cash price or you know if you fix the home up get in really good shape top dollar here's the price and just lay it out for them and see what makes the most sense. This way is going to probably take, you know, 30 to 60 days to sell, depending on the market. Cash, we can close in two weeks. You'll leave the house as is. So you're paying for the convenience on that standpoint. And a, and a lot of time in those situations, it's, you know, family member passed away or some kid inherited the property. They don't care at that point. It's all bang for them. And they really don't want to deal with the pain of going through and cleaning a house out. So let's take yeah. cash. Where before, you know, uh, non-experienced agent me would go in like oh do all this work and sell it and clean it. and then they just go sell it off i'm like why would they do that man they just lost 40 grand well then you have to really think about things and yeah so when i started offering i was like well if they want to do that and people want to do this then let me offer them options and then it started working out really well for me but again I, it's all about i've had people where we offer cash no i'll still go the listing route i'm good i got time and netting the most money is the most that's what's most important well, that's my yeah. thing i've been on quite a few listing appointments and the majority of them um the seller always wants top dollar. Always that's why I was like, yeah. that's the average that American. That don't want 10% more than it's yeah. really worth. Yeah, that's the average family. The seller you know? wants top dollar. Yeah. I just want it with the cash two week close. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yep. Then those, that's Oh, they're not the same? it's just about being creative and i think that it's a skill set like i think again it goes back to in this business you just have to have that business savvy but have a you know compassionate you have to have compassion for people you know like when i walk in i listen to their situation like what's most important to you before i'll even start throwing options out what is most important to you you know if i can tell it's a painful situation then i'll i might throw the cash out if it's if it's a deal right off the bat listen we gotta get as much money as possible we're selling this to move relocate then i I may not even throw that out there if I know that's going to be an option for these people. So you just got to know what's important to the seller and offer them that. So sure. Awesome. Yeah. All right. So one other funny story, which I'm not going to name any names, but mm -hmm. before you were an agent, yep. you bought a house. I did. And <laughs> <laughs> I already know where this is going. So, and then that agent did what every agent in America does. And they, they just stayed in touch with you and they kept calling you to check on you to see how you were doing. That's exactly what did not happen. <laughs> oh, oh, the opposite of that. Yeah, they, they yeah. ghosted you. Ghosted me. Dang it. So you, they bought, you buy a house and then how many, they ghosted you immediately. 
After that, there was no communication. For the most part, yeah. You were much. loved and then you were lost. That's it. Yep. All right. And yep. so then how long until you had your next transaction? Or until you communicated with that agency? A year and a half later, sold our second house. A year and a half later. Yeah. You sold, hold on. Mm. A year and a half later, because you had more than one house. We did, yeah. So you sold a house yeah. a year and a half later without that same agent? Correct. And he called you out on it. Yep. He called you and was like, what, what yep. up, bro? Yeah, yeah. How come you didn't send the business back to me? And yeah, honest, didn't follow up. Somebody else stayed in front of me, another friend of mine that had a license and felt like he deserved the business more. He yeah. gave it to him. Uh-huh. This is before I was a licensed, by the way. People are like, why aren't you selling your own house? <laughs> no, because yeah. look, there's, we started talking about marketing and I should have brought this question yeah. up then. But I, what I appreciate about what you're doing is that you are early enough in the business that you're, you're already paying attention to your database. Yeah. Where a lot of people... I mean, we That's sat not what we hear. From, no, it's the opposite of what we hear. We sit or have sat across yeah. the table from seventy-five-year-olds yeah. where they're like, "I've been in the business for thirty years, and I just don't have any business." We're like, "Oh, what do you use for a database?" I don't. Right. Excel. So, you, you <laughs> Microsoft Excel. Excel. Microsoft, no, uh, yeah. uh, actually, no boxes. It's right here. Oh, yeah. Files. No, no, no. They, they're in their phone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. First so for only... you, like, did, did that come from your original mentor? Where, like, what grant? How did you get that? Did that? came from that experience as crazy as that sounds because that really stuck with me because i said okay as i got into the business i was like okay i don't ever want to lose anybody and it's going to happen i mean the, the reality is there's going to be it's going to happen it's going to happen there's going to be people you sell a house to that eventually their sister gets a license they're going to go with that's fine um, but as long as i can do the best i can to stay in front of people which again is where social media comes into play any of our past clients we keep them on facebook you know we we like to know what's going on in their life. Like every one of my team members, I make them, if you do a deal with somebody, get them on, get them on social media, stay in front of them, you know, like take an active interest in their life. And we start, we invest a lot of money into client appreciation parties. Every quarter we try to throw something, we invite everybody over, just have a good time with them. For Christmas, this is the crazy part. I do nothing bun cakes. Yeah. 140, I think I had last year. I did deliver out to clients. So you can imagine doing a route of 140 people. Oh, we've done it. Yeah. Yeah. We used to do that's crazy. This year, I got to do something different because I couldn't get done. But um, no, you start to pay a lot more attention to traffic patterns. 100%. You're on like Google Maps trying to route it. Yeah. My problem was is when I would take my client a pie. Yeah. And it was December 15th and it was 4 30. Yep. Yeah, I was taking the Uber home. Well, <laughs> and it, yeah, and it's just well, no, they, they wanted yeah. to be booze, right? And yeah. I'm like, you know, I got more. I got well, be and it's just one of those things. Like, I look at, I don't. Know, I just like building relationships with people. Like for me, it's fun. I just like, I like people. It was fun, and I like, I like seeing people. I like meeting. So, like for me, when we sell a house to somebody, I don't ever. I'm the first one. I've had difficult clients that I don't keep in touch with anymore by design. <laughs> but in, in or most ask for a review from yeah, right, yeah. But in 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 retrospect, I really like my clients. I take like every to give you guys an example. Every house I go to buy with that client, I have that conversation with them. Just so you guys know, two to three years, if you were to come to me and sell this, this could be a potential issue when we go to resell. Your house. That's already in my head when I'm helping these guys buy a house. Is how can I maximize profits for you when you come to help me sell this house right now? Yeah, so that's how far ahead I think with my clients that once I do a deal, like they're friends of mine. And it's cool now because, like, I live in Queen Creek and a lot of my sales are in Queen Creek. I just went to the Queen Creek block party. They had one this weekend. Ran into, like, five of my past clients, like, walking down the street. We're all talking to each other. That's the stuff I like. And those are the people that continue to send me business and help my business grow. So I don't look at it as a one transaction type deal. Do you segment your database or do anything special for if they send you a piece of business? Or is, is there anything that you do? As I call as them right away. Tell them thank you. Like, immediately, since I get a referral, like, somebody will call me. I'll call that person tell them thank you. You know, we might run them take them out to dinner or something like that as a thank you. You know, again, it's just, it's 
it's just one of those things where you just treat people right. I think and it, it goes, it sounds so cliche. I can't say it any better, but if you're nice to people and you just treat them right and they feel like you did a genuinely good job. And the biggest thing is they feel like it's never about me, right? Like that last transaction, we probably lost a lot of money on that deal. 150K sale, three transactions, the money we put into marketing and all that didn't matter. We stuck that out to the end to get that deal done for our seller because it was just the right thing to do, you know, where I think a lot of people probably would have bailed on something like that. So, so you got two cell phones. Can we ask him why he's got two cell phones? Sure. Why do you get two, two phones? phones? Uh, I run a lot of businesses. No, one's for one business and one's for real estate. So nice. Yeah. Awesome. What is the online product that you sell? Just because of the question I caught it, out there. It always changes, to be honest with you. It, whatever hot trending item, like. So you sell goo? Nope. Didn't sell goo, like fidget spinners. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, we sell anything from air fresheners to auto parts. Just it's, it's, uh, even so that. you have an online store? Yeah, I got five. Five online stores. Yeah. He's a marketer. He's an internet marketer, John. Yeah, so are you generating that traffic uh, through <laughs> SEO or are you doing PPC? No, PPC. We PPC. Spend a lot of money on Facebook, he said. Oh. I have a mentor that coaches me on online, and he spends about 30000 a day in Facebook ads and, like, just plays at such a high level. But I love to surround myself with people like that because, like, when you think you're doing good, throw yourself around people. Like, I'm a huge believer in surrounding yourself with people that are uh, – you're just at the end of the day you're just a product of your environment like i can't put it any better than that you know um i like i i myself i do well but i purposely put myself around people to do better than me because ultimately they're going to elevate me so same thing with real estate people that do much better than me i like to be around these guys um, so is there anyone particular in real estate that you hang out with a lot oh man that's a tough question my old broker rick was a big one i looked up to my buddy templeton if you guys don't follow him i'll give him a little little plug he's a just funny guy but he's just really good like he's one of those guys that's he just put a freaking video up today he, the other night he went out and bought like an 86 Cadillac off some old guy on the side of the road just because and he's wearing a gold chain this week and driving it around and made a music video of himself and that's how he gets his real estate business and he runs a very <laughs> successful t- I can't like and now I'm going to look him up I can't even explain to you guys just yeah. just look him up he's he's the one that helped me with my team too and he's just one of those like it's it's all about the I appreciate authentic agents right like I, if you're on Instagram and uh, you know you're wearing the suit and tie and I could just tell you're not being authentic trust me your clients can see that too if you know who you hang out with, you should match that. That's who's going to say. Yeah, I'm anxious to see because the last guest we had, she was uh, <clears throat> very good on Instagram and she had a strategy. Do you have an Instagram strategy? No, just be myself. Share pictures of me yelling at my kids and embarrassing them at school. Are you more about, <laughs> are you more about the tiles or are you more about the story? Ooh, this is a really good question. I, I got my butt handed to me by a so, Michelle Berman, actually, on a social media strategy. It's got to look good. But even me, I'll drag my feet in the ground because I, I just want people to see the authentic me, right? Like, I'm... Yeah. I'm just... No, like, I originally came out too authentic because it's boring. <laughs> I will tell you guys, you guys, oh, will no. never, you guys will never see me throw... Like, I'm really... Cogn- I, like, I won't throw political posts. I don't even get into any of that stuff. Like, I don't even watch the news anymore. I'm really big against that kind of stuff just because, I don't know. Again, just the mindset thing. Like, I don't watch the news either. Yeah, I don't... It was like four years ago when the presidential elections were on, and I was like on Facebook, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, negative, negative, negative. Just everybody just, you know, just Makes turning you against it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and so... I literally had this day where I like snapped. I went through social media. I unfollowed every news station. I shut them. I haven't watched TV. You guys can ask my wife and anybody. 
in four years. I haven't watched TV at all. Like, you don't I'm, watch sports? I'm not a sports guy. I am a guy that is, I, I saw work. you behind a boat earlier. That's it. That, boat. But that's okay. me. Like I go out and surf on my boat and I take my razor out with my friends and we ride out in the middle of the desert and that's it. They know? have that on TV. Razor, right? Yeah. <laughs> Why would I, I don't want to watch it on TV when I can do it myself. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. I'm just busting. But, I like it. Yeah. All right. So uh, where's Blake Clark three years from now? Same thing. Still selling real estate. I don't have any goal to ever work myself out of the business. Even with my team, like I'm still very active. and I just enjoy it. It's a lot of fun. Like it's. Same like, size team, same number of transactions. No, because that's what a tough. You, where is it at? I don't know. I don't. I don't like putting labels on it. Like I, I set goals. Like our goal next year as a team, we're going for 200 transactions. Is what we're shooting for. There's an agent out in my market uh, that I'm not going to name, but I'm going to basically crush him. So <laughs> awesome. And do you I'm, think he's watching? I'm only laughing because you won't name him. Which I like. How many transactions are you going to do this year? This year we'll probably finish out with about 140. I think we got. Okay, 40. so 200 is doable. Let's do it. We got a plan. Like we're already planning. I'm already meeting with my team tonight. We have a strategy in place, and my goal is just to beat him. That's it. So how? Yeah. What percentage <laughs> is that? Interesting though. How how much uh, agents ahead of you can fuel you? Yeah. Right. Like find the fire once you're there. I think he doesn't provide as good customer service as it bothers me. That's the only reason why. Because oh, I've been I've that. been on the other side of a transaction with this gentleman and. Three times this year, and every one. Well, now he's findable. Every one, them, <laughs> every one of them have been nightmares, and I basically just said, you know, if this guy can do that well with this kind of service, then I know I can do better, and that's what we're doing. So, all right, so then awesome. let's talk about service a little bit. Yeah, I, I mean, this is a. So what it was is I don't know if did you ever follow any of the history on the the solution. No, he's not really about, he uh, listened to two yeah. episodes. Who did he listen to? Last week, Shannon. Yeah. All right. So originally our path was out to change the industry yep. because we found that most people didn't provide great client service. Right. right? Where, we, you know, and we learned that most people um, put a lot of attention into uh, improving the um what i well you're not a sports guy but i have you ever been to a baseball game i have okay yeah. good deal. <laughs> but the way i describe it is is that you know there's two types of service going on at the baseball game one is the you know uh the ketchup mustard and relish that are running around they serve beer yep. they got music playing in between innings and when people come out they play different songs and everybody's yep. got a a different thing yeah but then there's the quality of the baseball player so. and the team right so this so. year right if you go see the the astros playing the the yankees and you see Altu you don't care if they sell altuve you're there for baseball. you know yeah. you got a five foot six guy hitting a game winning six game six home run to put him into the world series right like you don't need to serve anything to watch that guy play baseball i mean i listened to him afterwards i mean it was like about tears to my eyes like, right that guy was awesome right? right so what do you mean by service in the well i think i'm gonna catch a lot of heat for this so sorry right now but i think that the barrier to entry into this business is just too low and i think that it allows too many people in here that probably don't belong and i don't I mean that with no disrespect, but what I mean there's by there's fifty thousand and we only do a hundred thousand transactions. We agree, go on. You got it. So <laughs> like I, I think the problem is is that I look at it and I think a lot of the other top agents that do well and actually care for their clients look at it. It's a customer service business. You're when I say by customer service, you're here to serve your client, to help them 
solve a problem, whether that means it could be a simple problem, right? I just need to sell my home and get into a new home or I need to sell my home and relocate to another state. They're relying on you for your experience to help with that. Or maybe they're in a bad situation. A spouse passed away and the wife can no longer afford the house. How can I best get her out of this situation to recapture some money? You know, every situation is so different. And that's how we look at like my team. We're really big on it's It's very situational where I think some people get into, oh, it's great. It's a career. It's money. And they're they're very extremely commission based. Like all I care about is my commission. I don't care about the client. I don't follow up with the client. I don't, they don't build the relationships. And that's yeah. where I think it's wrong. That's that to me, in my opinion, uh, it just, uh, it, I don't know, it just sounds simple. It's just putting the client's needs first. And I don't think we have enough of that in this business, to be honest with you. And I, and I don't say that just because it's me. I say that because I'm on the other end of transactions. So I see, you can tell right away when you have an agent and you call them up and you're like, Hey, you know, you're trying to put a deal together, right? Like we have a buyer and I'm, I'm trying to call and figure out what's going on you know, tell me a little bit about, and there's a little bit of fiduciary duty, but tell me your client situation. What's important to them? What are they trying to accomplish? Are they relocating? You know, I, I try to get as many details so that we can creatively work together and put this deal together to make both of our clients happy. And I've also been on the end of a deal where I've got an agent who goes under contract and then sends me an email and says, don't call me anymore. Deal with my transaction coordinator. I'm, I'm off the charts now. Wrong. Like they hired you to represent them. Why am I dealing with your, you know, TCs 24 seven? You don't want to talk to me anymore about this. What if the TC is better than the agent? Could be, but then why is that agent in the business and why is the TC not running? You know, in my opinion, the TC is doing a better deal for the, the TC client. may be an owl and they may need a lion. Could be, but why is a lion never talking to me? As another lion. <laughs> I'm just teasing. See what I'm we, saying, no, but we, I'm just messing with so, you because we just had a transaction where my DC actually, she was like, it, it improved. Well, we got to the yeah. transaction coordinator there's six, because the, 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 the other yeah. agent was a, well, to the point, they probably didn't belong in the business and the TC had a better personality and skill. But that's just my point is just that I think and, it, and this isn't a, a single person. It's just as an industry yeah. whole, the barrier to entry is so easy. And that's why the failure rate so high in this business, and my, which has always bothered me again. 90 is, hours and basically 1200 to 1500 bucks. And yeah, and it's crazy to me because in my head, I'm thinking like this is literally for like biggest financial transaction for a lot of people it is not everybody but you're dealing with people's livelihoods here where you're dealing yeah. with their money and their home and they're trusting you to get them the best end result of that and i think some people some well, people can't even right. get that result so if we got a van <laughs> you're going to be in the van with us because i mean the, the the challenge of it is is that the industry's not set up to right. change 100%. because the you know, our national association benefits from having more members volume and based. brokers benefit from more volume as well and not focused on the experience. And that's why we started the podcast. So I'm uh, glad that we have I've always said, raise the dues to 10 grand a year. See who's serious, right? <laughs> guarantee, guarantee, <laughs> guarantee you, guarantee you, you weed out the ones that are only in the business Being, to do hardly anything, not really do a whole lot of man. results. You're going to naturally get their business. You yeah. Imagine the fun slack. You remember when they raised the dues by $30? It's like the internet broke. Well, the quality the will stay because the waste. quality here for the right reasons. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. They're going to, yeah. they, like, I would pay that in a heartbeat, you know, just to stay in front of my clients and be there. Cause I didn't game, like I'm going to be here for a long time. I really enjoy what I do. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, I love this topic, but I mean, I think what <laughs> catches happen. heat. I'm gonna get. I guarantee you. No, no, you. <laughs> no. Not from. Well, maybe. I don't yeah, know. Hold on. Let me see if we get into coffee. Yeah. <laughs> see if our brokers logged in yet. Oh yeah. No. I, I posted that in Arizona real estate agent forum. I oh, that's not the right place to post. That. <laughs> <laughs> 
You got to know who your audience is. Well, I mean, no, but t- I mean, I think with the growth of teams that eventually teams will have enough influence on the brokerage because as you get as even as HomeSmart um, gets more and more larger teams, it, it helps carry their brand. And it does. I think that the that's going to be the switch is once there's enough large teams influencing that they'll be able to change brokers opinion. I don't know. Well, I don't know what's going to be the you know, maybe it's going to be the downturn. Lots of people predicted that the downturn will. You know, if it ever comes. Every year, right? Every time it downturns, it cleanses. It cleanses. It does, yeah. yeah it gets this harder. Has been a long up the quality stays, market. yeah. Well, we, we do a team meet. Do you do a team meet? You said Tuesdays and Thursdays? No, Mondays. Mondays. Mondays and Thursdays. Mondays and Thursdays. So we do a team meeting every Tuesday. And I presented a, a, a slide that since 2013, there's 30% more agents, but there's only uh, 4% more transactions. So it's speaking to your point. Yeah, there's more doing less, but it's actually that. So basically we're going to eat ourselves, right? Like if we keep on producing more and more agents, eventually, um, it's going to, uh, cause a reduction in force because it will, uh, there will, if the, if the elite agents continue to grow as you continue to do well, as the other members that we have on the episode continue to grow and grow and grow, um, it's going to, cause a, a huge vacuum in the system so i could see that yeah all right is it's there a topic that we could go a lot deeper yeah on, but i feel like yeah. we're already at the end yeah of our we podcast. are so uh <laughs> is there anything that you wanted to say that we didn't ask the right question to get out i don't think so you guys asked me a lot of good questions so that was good so I don't know. I yeah. think this was a fun one. This was a great <laughs> one. Yeah, no. Thank you for coming. I love this. I mean, <laughs> you can feel the enthusiasm. No question. Right? Like, yeah. And yeah. I want it to continue, so I'm not going to ask more questions about anything else. So, Blake. Yeah, if there's anything you guys much. ever want to know, I'm happy to answer them. So, right. is there anything that you'd want to ask us? But we can talk about it later. No good. Yeah. All good. Ladies I saw gentlemen. you guys work for Zillow. Is that what's on that coffee mug after Wait, I just roasted them? No. Is that after I, mean, I just roasted them? No, no, no. I Zillow, I'm starting Wait, to I see mean, the signs here because look, there's a Zillow oh, mouse pad. Uh, Drake, we, 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 we have, uh, full disclosure, we, we um, have done a lot of business yeah. with Zillow. Yep. We, we've bought leads from them for a yep. while. We were part of their seller So what's been program. your guys' experience of that? If we can go down that path real fast. Nice. I, like, yeah. I like it. We're going to continue. <laughs> what specific it. question? I don't, well, you guys know my opinion and I'll, I'll go deeper into that if you guys want, but I'm curious to hear if you guys are still advertising why and your thoughts on the industry well, as far as advertising wise for other agents. So this is probably good for new agents. We always see that post, right? So I advertise with Zillow. So I'm curious to hear your thoughts on so it. So you can no longer advertise with Zillow in Maricopa right. County. Right. Yep. So now technically, I guess we don't, right. even though we still accept leads. We did sign the flex agreement so that we were able to get leads. Right. It comes with a referral fee now. But no, yeah. we're paying up front at all. Sure, sure, sure. Only, right. Yeah. But we we were paying up front. And what, what was interesting about the Zillow leads is that uh, when you look at leads in general from people that are looking to move to Arizona and they're trying to figure out, do I go to Arizona or to Florida? Right. Or for people that they're, they're further away. Right. When you get closer in and the people are like, okay, I'm going to go to Arizona, but do I go to Queen Creek or do I go to Scottsdale? Yep. A little bit further out. And sure. then you come in and you're like, okay, now I'm in Scottsdale. Do I, do I find Greyhawk or do I go to Cactus Corridor? Yep. And then you get a little bit closer and you say, I want to see the house at 11211 Main Street. Yep. That's the closest lead in that realm. Right. And Zillow was able to provide those at a higher rate. Per zip code for you guys. Then we yep. could find elsewhere. And so when it comes to keeping our team motivated, 
if we give them leads that are going to close sooner, mm -hmm. they continue to stay motivated to follow up with them because they don't have to play the long game. You gotcha. know, the long game kills. The long game is a killer for a lot of sales. Yeah, I like the long game. I mean, uh, dude, but no I mean, we're going to do your uh, team lead. You have to like the long yeah. game. We're going to do in the realm of 30 to five, $35 million in Zillow lead production mm -hmm. this year. Sure. So it's hard to say that we, it's easier to become a fan when you are generating that kind of revenue off. Yeah. Because what it is, is it's just making relationships for us. Yeah. Because now we love on those people. We have a client event. We invite them. They're just normal people when we yeah. meet them. They just happen to come that way. And sure. now yeah, they're absolutely. taking a piece of that pie. Right. Um, you know, it's a, do we look at it as they're the frenemy? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right. But <laughs> but do I like checks from frenemies? Like, yes. But even if I had a friend in Flagstaff that referred me an agent I would, or referred me a client, I would gladly pay that person a referral fee. Yeah. I don't look at that person as a frenemy. Yeah. Yeah. We, like, yeah. Inbound, inbound leads. But great. let me take it another way. So that's just one piece of it. The other piece of it is, is that why we started a closer relationship with, with Zillow was I've been on, in the last seven years, I've been on 1,200 listing appointments. Sure. Right. Like, so a decent amount. Yep. And every one of those people that I met with, when I asked them, they were aware of Zillow. Sure. Yeah. So Absolutely. understanding and starting to get familiar with the idea that the consumer is very familiar. So we realized that if we wanted to drive more traffic to our listings, we had to figure out this path, this, this animal between us and because ultimately we always figure to get, because we're after top dollar for our clients. Sure. Right? Like we really work hard to drive as much traffic in the goal to try and sell the house for the highest amount of money. Sure. And that we we had to figure out that beast. Sure. And getting closer to it was was a way of getting getting more traffic to our listings. Okay. That makes sense. I mean, that's just. I didn't like them for one when we used to advertise with them. I used the word. We had the we had the uh, we had the ad, we had the market share where you basically paid for a percentage of it, and then they would outsell us. So oh, that's like, horseshit. So we had to buy it oh, out. No, and so yeah. that's a bit. No, that's how it was when we were advertising with them. No, is why I didn't buy more as well. Second Same half thing. of it with the long term with me was when you put your hands of your business and you guys are a little more established with for newer agents when you put your hands of your business in one company let's say tomorrow they go away where's your business go so if i can no coach question. my agents to generate no leads uh from a more long-term perspective yeah such as right building your brand social media brand targeting your areas your niches and we do do pay traffic we do some facebook ads we do some instagram traffic we do google paid per click traffic those leads take a little more longer, but number one, that gives me an opportunity to help my build, my agents build a more of a skill set. I don't want to just hand them hot stuff and say, here you go, because that's how agents like that burn out. They get unmotivated to your point, right? Like, oh, we got to keep them hot. Well, if yeah. you can't stick with this for six months, this is the wrong business for you. I almost want them to take six months to get deals yes. personally uh, to build that success rate up, but also to build their brand where they're never relying on pay-per-click traffic. So that's one of the reasons we got away from Zillow too. So. I mean... Over they to, were very against over to us. Less, it sounds like they changed their business model because I'll be first and foremost. We haven't advertised with them in probably over a year. Yeah. But we bought out an entire market at one point and where we're at. Like, and you, well, I'll, I'll let you guys, guys know how much that caught. You guys know. No, but no, we, the, the Zillow was the first one to do math in a way where I realized 100% actually equals 300%. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I thought 100% They're like, all, no, it's totally cool. You closed five deals. I'm like, 
yeah, but how much did it cost me? That's a break even. That's not a good business model. <laughs> but I mean, us, at least, you know, last stuff. year we did in the range of 20 million from Zillow. Right. And, but we did 60 million in internet leads. So it was only right. still a third. Yep. But I mean, in the, out of the total 107 million that you did in my name, it was still only a piece of it. Because, sure. Sure. But that was the thing is, is we realized that the same thought that you had is, I don't know how much I like you know i'm worried about where they're going and yeah that was the biggest thing we just we basically just changed direction before we i'm one of those guys i said i always think long term and uh if there's anything standing in my way of business i'm going to identify that right now so zillow being one of them on the real estate side of things is okay if we go down this path of as a newer agent paying for leads what happens if tomorrow they're gone well where's my business gone you know so that well that's your only thing. lead source yeah, no yeah. but you yeah. set out from the front that it was yeah. a, it's interesting. I mean, I love, I love the conversation. Forgive us for going long. <laughs> no, we're fine. <laughs> but, um, uh, in, in a sense, you could make a similar argument or, or I don't know, I'm just in my head right now, Yep. but isn't that you can make all the same arguments about Facebook or about Google or about Instagram where you get, if I, if my whole brand is built on, on Facebook, let's say yep. Facebook could go away tomorrow because that's yep. a company, same logic, but why was why does that one work and the other one doesn't? Um, in my opinion, well, I don't know. I, I would I would say you're you're probably right on some of that, but I think as far as just building a brand for yourself, like right Facebook, Instagram, you have an actual profile where Zillow. I mean, yeah, you got a profile on Zillow, but most people find interact with us via social media and who we are as a like Zillow. You can't go on there and say here's who I am, here's the person I am. Yeah, I sold some homes. Cool, got your reviews on there. It helps in some ways, but I can tell you from person who's done all of them with somebody who's getting 100% organic leads monthly just off of me being me on social media and sharing myself with the world as a person, I don't have to pay for that. Yeah, know? but not everybody's as interesting as you are. Well. When I hear the conversation of I don't have to pay for that, right. what I hear is I'm getting business off of doing what I enjoy, so I yeah. don't consider it work. 100%. Which is how I try to coach all my agents. Like I said, and again, we do do paid traffic to bring in leads for some of the newer agents to try to get their business, like especially the ones that are new here, don't have that sphere of influence. Maybe are a little bit of a handicap from that perspective. But that you if don't you, do any remarketing on Facebook to past clients? No, just your just, just we your... we do past clients. They're a friend of mine on Facebook. Yeah. Every birthday I'm commenting. Every family event I'm commenting. Uh, if we see something where something tragic happened. So Guess who shows up at their house and knocks on the door? Me. I'll talk to him. You know, I'll bring him a gift. Our friend Shannon like last in our last episode said that she does two hours a day. What's that number for you on social media? Social media? Probably about the same. Two, three hours a day. And that's commenting? Commenting, posting, ads? content, stuff, you know, just sharing what I'm doing. If I'm out, like for me, it's easy. I always have my days are so packed with doing stuff that like I'll just be out. Like this morning, you guys can find me on Instagram. There's a video on there of me dropping my kids off and just completely embarrassing them just because that's the kind of dad I am. Train horn? No, just yelling at them. Uh, but <laughs> which today I was like, dang, I actually really need a megaphone because like all the kids from school are sitting Just doing stuff like that. Um, just sharing a little bit. But again, it's. So overly, you guys, was that the overly affectionate dad? Yeah. yeah. Love you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Windows down. Like, like my son, my son was like hiding in the back seat. He's like, uh, I'm like, know. get out of the car. He's like, no, I'm not getting out. <laughs> All his friends are out there. And then the next clip, you see him just like running like Forrest Gump down, yeah. just, like trying to get away from me real fast. So nice. just doing stuff like that with them. Um, so I share a lot of the fun stuff, but I share the deals. I share here's what we're looking at. I share when we're going to write an offer. 
I'll, here's what we're looking at. Here's what we're considering. And I'll even ask my audience, what do you guys think? If you were a buyer, what would be most important? Getting the price down, having the seller fix this. Like I walk them through and it's like, it's almost interactive, I guess you want to call it that way. Uh, just because I like to hear feedback on my buyers on how they would approach a deal. It's just always fun yeah. to hear different things. And it makes them feel a little more involved in how we do stuff. So One of the things that, uh, just to answer the question I had mm -hmm. previously about the Facebook, if Facebook goes away, yep. is, is I've seen social networks come and go. Yep. Because as you have, yep. right, where you've yep. got Snapchat that was talking about. MySpace. <laughs> one thing that is has transferred from each of those is the ability, the ability to communicate on those platforms. Yep. So if you figured out how to do that on Twitter and yep. then Facebook came along, yeah. that skill set you can build on. It's not like you're starting over from Twitter. You, 100%. You got, because he got his from Twitter. 100%. And it carried over yeah. into Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, be social savvy for sure. And but I, you got I'm, not a, I'm not a social. I missed it, right? Like I'm communicating online with just your whatever posts that you have that's, you know, online as yeah. opposed to in real life because this right. you got like this easy right right but then can you transfer this yeah. to the to yeah the no but i would say that's the common theme from the last two guests so is their facebook ability to yeah let's say that facebook is gone and now it's wechat like same same concept, concept. We're, right. just, we're gonna evolve we're except gonna it's platforms. owned by china well, no, uh, you don't talk politics here, Jeff. Remember? I think no. Uh, no, I, I think just... the biggest thing is though is that it, my whole thing is like if you guys follow and I invite anybody, if you follow my team, you know I got thirteen. Follow everyone to your point. Uh, there's a lady, Diane. Uh, What's older, up, Diane? Oh, older, wow. agent, oh, older okay. agent, very successful uh, old uh, agent who's been in the business for a long. And when I say old, not age wise, I'm saying older, like tenured as far as been in the business for a long time. And she didn't have social media, mm -hmm. and even she has been adapting. I'm like, you're on the team. This is what you're doing. You're going to build it. And she's a big Zillow advocate as far as she has a really good established profile on there and everything. But there's so many different ways to target like local people, you know, stay in front of them to your point, stay in front of past clients. That's my database. I throw them on Facebook. I stay in front of them. I comment on them. They don't just sit in the CRM all day, you know? So, and it, again, it's just a way to share. Yeah, like you guys said, like you guys said, like you guys said right here, I have a day-to-day -day structure, okay. but I don't use my CRM. Basically. Yeah, but you, you guys don't believe me. No, I'm getting my login. No, I, I actually use Sync the actually, same way you guys actually, do. I believe, you, I believe that he uses Facebook and Instagram as his CRM tool. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Right. Okay. That's how I stay in front of my yeah. clients. Yeah. Yeah. How else would I know what's going on there? Are lives? you then like, because you were talking about you on your birthday, you track down you, but you, I think you're probably savvy enough that you're looking to see what they did so yeah. then you can add some well so day -to -day, I, I take it a step further. I have like almost 3,000 friends on Facebook and I'm the I'll add a friend. I get a lot of, especially like other real estate agents and stuff like they that. They love to add you. Love to add people. I get <laughs> 40 requests a day. It's crazy. Um, Make it 41. Dude. dude. And so <laughs> I'll go through and if I see that they're even the kind of person that's just sharing cat memes all day and just ridiculous stuff, like I unfollow them, like they'll still be friends, but I don't see them. So I only see in my feed, even though I have 3,000 people, people like my past clients that are important to me. All right. So then and on friends. your your day to day, do you have then? Whether you use Sync or whatever, you've got a list of how many past clients? Over 140. So yeah. you had 140 cakes last year. Yeah. So how do you make sure that you get all 140? Is your day to day the first 15 on the list, and then the next day is the next 15, and the next day is the next 15? Like no, I just because I got clients that don't even use Facebook either, you know, and I'll yeah. have them on my phone, and I'll like. There's times I'll scroll through and check them. I just do. I mean, 
there's going to be something. How do you read? I mean, but are you following a calendar of making sure that you touch? Like, what is the point well, in which? They're on Facebook and social media. Most of them are. No, but you can. But, uh, but, but one hundred and forty. Oh, if they're not, then I have them in my CRM. Like for example, if we have holiday parties quarterly and stuff. We'll go through and I'll blast my CRM and I'll invite them if they're not on Facebook. Shoot my text him a call. Hey, we're throwing a party or something. Yeah. yeah do you use text blasting tools outside of Sync? No. You just want off text them, yeah. or you text them from yeah, It's more authentic that way. I like talking to people. <laughs> we do too. Don't get me wrong. We just did a movie event where we, the amount of people that we talked to, that it was awesome. Yeah. Right? And your past clients are the ones that you're like, it's oh, a, it's it's a good time to follow. I really like, I genuinely enjoy like our holiday. We just threw one at Fire Ice right there in Scottsdale. Uh, we rented out the, it's at the Odyssey Aquarium over there. Is that we the like, ice bar? Yeah. yeah. Don't ever, don't, don't throw a party event there, by the way. <laughs> That's awesome. Much, they went bad. We were supposed to rent the whole place out three o'clock to six for all our clients. I had like 50 of them showing up. We get there at 2 30. It's like full of people. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? We have this place rented. And apparently, the project manager of that place didn't relay that to the manager. And I'm like, well, everybody's got to go. There's like, I felt so bad. These kids have birthday parties and stuff in there. I'm like, Oh, I paid for this. But, but he loves people. I was like, I got 50 people coming. Right <laughs> <now."> <laughs> we all got tribes. We had like 50 clients going. I'm like, guys, it was so stressful. So I do not recommend that place at all. It went good. It was fun. But yeah, so we do stuff. But I look forward to that. It's fire and ice, though. That sounds cool. Yeah. yeah. It was a cool yeah, place. Yeah. yeah. Just don't throw parties there. It's right. a really cool place. <laughs> so. All right. Blake, that's yeah. awesome, man. Yeah. Good conversation. Yeah. Oh, I got <laughs> it. I love it. Yeah. Continue the conversation. Yeah. But uh, thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate you. 107th episode of The Solution. Yeah. Blake Clark, follow him on Facebook, Thanks, Instagram. Guys. Check out what he's up to.